Hey there, hi there, ho there. <laughs> it's Sophia's <laughs> Choice, uh, the first name in Last Place Podcast. <laughs> My name's Brent, or as I like to think of myself, the podcaster who packs more pews than Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Joining me this week Say is... more pubes. Pews <laughs> than Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Uh, joining me this week is a man who's lost more women to Taylor Michaels than anyone else I know, Alan. Yeah, so true. <laughs> and joining us is a man whose big piggy is starting to throb, Ski. Incessantly. <laughs> starting to. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a very special episode of Sophia's Choice. Um, so in lieu of our normal routine, this week we're going to go ahead and have a brief recap of Season 8, Episode 15, Heartbreak Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to go ahead and discuss our favorite lines, our MVP, and the number of slices of cheesecake we'd award the episode. Sounds like and quite I... the departure. Yeah. <laughs> You've obviously not been paying attention. <laughs> He's never listened to an episode. Yeah, so. He is not. Right, so go ahead and take it away, Alan. Okay. <laughs> well, on this very special episode, uh, Golden Palace, episode 15, Heartbreak Hotel, which originally aired on January 29th, 1993. Um, which is a very special date. Uh, a, a young man was uh, entering the second half of his uh, eighth grade year of high school, or eighth grade year of uh, school, and uh, celebrating his 14th birthday. And that young man was would be me. Oh, nice. Now, normally, I find these, uh, when we go over all the things that happen on certain dates, mm-hmm. to be a you know a little bit of a time filler that I could do without or, or do with. But this is an important date, so I feel like it's worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, uh, you know, although I don't typically do this, normally Brent's the one who fills us in on things that happen on dates <laughs> when he does a recap. I'm yeah. going to go over a few things that happened on January 29th, okay. um, aside, of course, from my birthday. Okay. So we did have some birthdays. Uh, we had a John D. Rockefeller was born in 1874. <laughs> wow. Now, these are all going to be people that you may have heard of, hitter. unlike most of Brent's, where <laughs> <laughs> they frequently are people that mean something to him but nothing to you. Um, we also had W.C. Fields, born in 1880. Uh, John Forsyth was 1918. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Selleck also shared my birthday in <laughs> uh, 1945. Cool. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. in uh, 1954. Man. We got Heather Graham in 1970. Oh, nice. Uh, Sarah Gilbert in 1975. Okay. Adam Lambert in 82. Who? And uh, Adam Lambert, a singer. Um, he was on, a, got popular on, on American Idol, but then he went on to have a pretty successful career post that. Mm-hmm. I See believe. the one who's in Queen? Yep. Exactly. Okay. And then uh, Madison Bailey in 1999, who uh, is the, according to this website, I went to the second most popular person born on that day, <laughs> at least on the website. So Who is this? Madison Bailey, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Same here, but I figure I would throw in somebody contemporary, unlike Brent. <laughs> Back in 1801... <laughs> I was like, if because Adam Lambert was in '82, and I was like, if the most recent person I have is 41 years old, <laughs> I need to at least have somebody on this list that's younger than me, um, which I guess he is by a few years, yeah. not by much. We did have a few people that also exited that year to make room for us newbies. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for them. King George III died in 1820. Here, okay. uh, Robert Frost in 63. Long die the king. Yeah, <laughs> all by Alan Ladd in 64. Oh. Uh, Freddie Prinz Sr. in 77, Uh-oh. and then uh, a year after I uh, was born, Jimmy Durante passed away, that dirty rat, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in 1980. Uh, now, there's really nobody who has died on my birthday since then that was, I'm sure there's some people that you would find noteworthy, mm-hmm. but no one that was sp- really big in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So no cartographers or travel <laughs> right. writers or anything. <laughs> I just assume that it's like by the time I was born, people really wanted to last at least to see my next birthday. So mm-hmm. they were gunning down the 29th. They held mm-hmm. out till the 30th. Good for them. Just so that they could make it through one more uh, Alan birthday. Okay. So. Then there's some other uh, notable um, happenings on those okay. dates as well. And uh, this one, this is probably the proudest of all of them as far as, not proud, but the mm-hmm. one that I think is coolest of all of them. Okay. Is in a 1595 William Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet is thought to have been first performed. Okay, that's kind of awesome. In uh, 85, what Edgar kind of Al- reviews did they get? Uh, stellar. Nice. <laughs> um, what did you ask? That's what kind of reviews it got. Oh yeah. Um, I believe that the the main review though it, that stuck was yuck. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> 
uh, 1845, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven, was first published in the uh, Evening Mirror newspaper. In 1886, Carl Benz uh, patents the Benz Patent Motor Wagon. Hmm? In Germany, the world's first automobile with a burning motor. Hmm. So, uh, 1920, Walt Disney started work as an artist with the uh, KC Slide Company for 40 bucks a week. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really make anything of himself, did he? No, not really. Um, okay, this is one I, I wonder if you guys can name. Yeah. In, in 1936, okay. the uh, first players were elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay, there are five people on this list. Okay. I'm curious if either of you, you can each have three, you can each have five guesses if you want. Okay. Um, I want, I'm curious if you'll be able to name more than two. This okay. was in 36. First, first group of players in the Hall of Fame. So I, mean, I don't have any concept of... Who played when, honestly. Can I go with Connie Mack? Sure. Um, I'll go with Connie Mack. I'll go with Honus Wagner. Okay. That's a good one. I'll go with... I know it's not right. I want to say Whitey Stingle, but I think that's really, really wrong. But those would be the three I would go with. Okay. Do you want to give any additional guesses? I like the Honus Wagner, but I'm afraid, like, the other people I would, like, mention would be, like, so far... Oh, yeah, that would have been years and years. Sammy Sosa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not that bad. (laughs) But like I would say, like a Lou Gehrig or Hank Aaron or something, but I'm sure they're well beyond that. There's one on this list. There's really two. So Brent named one. Honus Wagner was one of those first five. There's two others, though, that one of them you guys should definitely be able to name. Babe Ruth? Yeah, Babe Ruth. He was in the first class. See, I would have thought he would have been, I thought. You thought he was after 36? Yeah. Uh, well, well I mean, no, I would have thought, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I would guess like in the 40s. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess he has to be wrong on that. Now, he was older, okay. back further than that. I don't know what years he played, but he was in the first. And mm-hmm. the other one that I thought you guys might name is Ty Cobb. Mm. Okay, that's uh, a good one, yeah. The other two are people I've never heard of, Christy Mathewson and Walter Johnson. Mm. So. I got 20%. That's a pretty unique yeah. name, isn't it? Walter Johnson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So in uh, 1948, uh, Hugh Martin's musical comedy, Look Ma, I'm Dancing, mm-hmm. starring Nancy Walker and mm-hmm. choreographed by uh, Jerome Robbins. It doesn't matter else, but it uh, it opened in New York City. I only <laughs> mentioned it because Nancy Walker was in uh, it. Who did the music for that one? Uh, let's see. It says that it was performed by her and um, choreographed by Jerome Robbins, but it does not say who did the music in the little note that I have here. I'm going to go with Rogers and Hart. This was after <laughs> he was... <laughs> I was figuring it was going somewhere. It's got to be a throwback to something. <laughs> right. In 1964, Dr. Strangelove uh, was premiered. In 1979, in order to uh, celebrate the year of my birth, mm-hmm. uh, U.S. President Jimmy Carter commutes Patty Hearst's seven-year jail sentence mm. uh, to time served. And then to uh, to rue my birth, um, Emerson, <laughs> Lake, and Palmer disbanded after 10 years together. Mm. So both of those in 79. Um, in 83, Down Under by Men at Work hits number one on the nice. UK pop charts. In 93, which is the year this episode came out, I imagine this episode probably took a big hit because of the things happening in the world during that time. <laughs> because in 1993, the U.S. Postal Service issued a stamp commemorating chemist Percy LeVon Julian. Oh. And so I'd imagine everyone was at their local post office trying to get Buy their... Buy as many as possible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this episode probably suffered quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, since then, there wasn't a lot of great things that happened on my birthday, but in 2015, uh, Malaysia officially declares the disappearance of missing flight MH370. Mm. Um, And then in 2019, Empire star Jesse Smollett suffers a suspected racist and homophobic attack (laughs) in Chicago, later determined to be a self-perpetuated hoax. So so those are all the things that, uh, I don't know, stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Normally, like I said, I wouldn't mention it, but... How many times am I going to do an episode that aired on my birthday? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I hadn't had even caught that. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Uh, so I figured I needed to throw it out there. I didn't know if Brent, when he said it would be a very special episode, was going to mention that. Yeah. But then he didn't. So I don't know if he said that so that I'd think that or just said that because he was going to have such a mundane <laughs> group of things <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but either way. <laughs> I do think we had one episode that I didn't. I don't remember if the episode originally aired on your birthday mm-hmm. or if it was just going to be dropping on your birthday mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. But I remember feeling bad about it when one of those two things had passed. And mm-hmm. I realized that, oh, shoot, we should have brought that up. Yeah. So that's fine. At least I didn't forget mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's what's really important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. 
All right, well, as I was saying, uh, Golden Palace Episode 15, or Season 8, Episode 15, if you prefer. Mm-hmm. A Heartbreak Hotel. It was written by uh, Julie Thacker and uh, directed by uh, Sexy Lex Viserys. I meant to say Sexy Lexi, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Moses, uh, excuse me, uh, Moses Parting the Red Sea is a nice story, but Mary Magdalene really packs a pew. What's that mean? Sex sells, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Brent already stepped on that a little bit with his intro, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, We start off in the lobby. (laughs) So, can I tell him why I said that question? Yeah. Uh, So, um, Alan gave me a little line here. He's like, so, after I do the first line of my recap, say, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And so, I'm like... It's like, all right, how am I going to say this? Like, what's that mean? You know, like, is it going to be right. angry or, you know, how am I, how am I going to put gonna my spin on it? You're going to workshop it a little? Exactly, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with the angry. Oh, okay. It's like, what's that mean? You know? Well, then, like, I forget how you started your thing, but you when you started your actual talking with, like, the this date in history and everything, mm. I panicked. I was like, is this where I'm supposed to say it? <laughs> like, because you just said your recap. And so, yeah, but it, I forget like whatever your first line was or second line was, I was like, oh, I'll give my angry. What's that mean? But it was about me or something. <laughs> and then I was like, well, then it's not funny. It's just me being defensive. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a shot at you. Doing yeah. 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 Cause you're like, I know this is normally Brent's thing, but I'm going to tell you about some things that actually happened on. <laughs> and you're like, what's that, that mean? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not a time for anger. <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut. But then, like, every once in a while. It played out very well for both of you. Every once in a while, you'd say something. Like, maybe now I'll just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. What's that mean? <laughs> just kept throwing it in there every time until I finally got to the part. <laughs> it becomes his bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, just to be clear, though, I do enjoy it when you give us your date and stuff. Oh, okay. I think it's actually pretty funny because okay. of how odd and obscure so many of your dates are. Some of them are pretty awesome. And then how specific some of yours are, too, about different, you know, like, this album came out, and these are the 12 tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so I'm being uh, facetious when Mm -hmm. I I act like I don't enjoy that part of it. But anyways, uh, well, we start off in the lobby and learn that the Golden Palace is offering a romantic getaway weekend that includes lots of extras, such as a complimentary bottle of champagne, candlelight dinner and black satin sheets Ooh. black seems like a questionable sheet color for the shenanigans that this package promotes but <laughs> yeah i don't say it seems sustainable yeah i was thinking the same thing but maybe they only pull them out during these events and so or maybe they don't pull out at all right think <laughs> 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 that's in the bylaws or whatever <laughs> extra towels for this yeah. event maybe <laughs> Just put one on the bed if you don't mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, apparently this uh, is looking like a huge success. Um, and But aside from the coloring books, one of the big draws for the weekend is a seminar, uh, or seminar? I'm not sure, by uh, Dr. Ursula, <laughs> a.k.a. the Love Doctor. Sophia is a fan of one of her books, a new, uh, excuse me, new Sexual Positions for the Senior Citizen, Unfortunately, that book is now banned in the public schools and libraries of Florida, but you can still <laughs> order from your favorite online retailer of choice or borrow a copy from your favorite priest or altar boy. <laughs> Beat you to it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Taking all my material this week. Exactly. You wanted the week off. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is up, up is down. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> End of days, people. Uh, well, Sophia's hoping to find a person with whom to knock boots and uh, fishes to get a half-hearted effort uh, from the gang to reassure her about her sexual appeal. Uh, Blanche comes down and is excited that an old love interest is of uh, hers is coming to town. Ernie? Um, she reveals, actually, <laughs> that it's... Uh, that she wanted him when she was in college, but that her roommate landed him instead. Oh, uh, Ham Lushbar. That's what I was about to say. It looks <laughs> like Ham Lushbar has some competition. Seems pretty familiar. I think we're both stealing from each other today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking my lines, I'm taking your bits. <laughs> I'm just going to start preemptively doing your recap. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I play second fiddle to no recapper. <laughs> 
upon learning that uh, Blanche lost a man to another woman, Chewie breaks down, proclaiming, I have no heroes left. <laughs> that was a pretty funny line. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. That gives us our setup for the show. Okay. H- have either of you ever uh, been to a... Romantic getaway thing? Well, romantic getaway that was specifically made for that. Like, I'm sure that you each have gone on a romantic getaway with your significant other, or at least mm-hmm. a getaway that had romance as part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you ever been to something where it was like the theme of the weekend like by a, the event? Like a couple's retreat type yeah, thing? Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. But no. I make no, my own so romance. <laughs> see, the closest we get was our uh, foray in the sky. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was <laughs> a whole weekend. So. Yeah, that was maybe an hour or two. <laughs> And that's still something that doesn't sit well with you, right, Brent? What Having sex do? in an airplane with Correct. the, the uh, knowing that the pilot knows what's going on <laughs> yeah. back there. Yeah, there's no sense in that. <laughs> yeah, there were no secrets. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> it's a dirty, shameful act. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you even brought up in the Catholic Church, Ski? <laughs> I was. I was. Oh, but I wanted to tell you, um, I think you kind of capped on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> touched on. How's that? Not much better, but I guess I'd rather touch on it than tap on it. <laughs> My favorite line oh, of okay. the episode. All right. Um, Sophia's uh, kind of dishing for or search for a compliment, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come, they oh, yeah, yeah, you're looking, you're good looking. Uh, and she says, you're just being condescending to an old lady, so I'm a person, dang it. If you prick me, do I do I not bleed? Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was. That was yeah. a solid one. That's yeah. a good line. It was very well delivered too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sophia typically has some of the best deliveries yeah, of anybody. Mm-hmm. So. She has the best stink eye. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, all right, we're uh, don't be tell, don't be talking to Ski about somebody's stink eye because he's thinking it's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Something he can enjoy a hoagie with. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to last week's episode if you're unsure about that, or maybe two weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what he always says to clarify. Are you talk about a hoagie or a grinder? <laughs> I call him a hero. <laughs> and he's got no heroes left. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we get into the second scene, still in the lobby after the break, and uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Dick Van Patten, enters the hotel. Mm -hmm. He makes a pass at Rose, but then we find out that he's the man Blanche has been pining over, Taylor Michaels. Mm -hmm. After a quick reunion, though, Taylor seems to turn his attention back to Rose. Uh, He compliments her on her beautiful name, to which she replies, you should see the flower. Uh, Continuing to show no interest, Taylor jukes Blanche so that he can ask Rose out out to dinner. I did think that was kind of funny because he's like trying to mm-hmm. gives her a little fake out so that he can you know mm-hmm. get around her to yeah to make the request. Uh, mm-hmm. Blanche gives Rose her tepid blessing and Rose accepts the invite. She warns Rose that she might have to sit through uh, endless pig stories and Rose confirms, uh, "You don't have to sell me. I already said yes." Mm-hmm. That was a good Rose line, I think. Yeah, there's something that he said that he was in there for the Hogue convention or something like that. It didn't sound. Or he said hog convention, but the way that I frequently watch it with the closed caption on, mm-hmm. just in case there's a word or something I miss. Mm-hmm. But the way that the closed caption uh, translated or whatever was like H A U G E. So then I didn't know was he talking about until she confirmed that he'd be mm-hmm. talking about pigs. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the hell a hog <laughs> or whatever convention would have been. Maybe it's a different spelling or something. Maybe it's like. Like if it's a convention, they don't spell hog, H-O-G? I don't know. Did you look it up at all? Or? No, I didn't bother to look it up. But I know. I, whenever I think H-A-U-G-H, I always think like Hawville. The oh, yeah. west side of Indy. Yeah. Is Hawville, is that a nickname for the town, or is that the actual name of the town? I think it's the name of the town, but I don't okay. think it's a town anymore. Like I think it was incorporated into the city at oh, some point. Okay. So now it's just kind of a mm-hmm. name for the neighborhood. Fair enough. So do you guys have anything else up to this point that uh, stood out to you? I mean, like if him and Ham were like the two dreamboats of her campus, you know, they definitely had a type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is odd to me that like that they went back to this well too of Blanche pining over this 
one guy that got away because this mm-hmm. obviously is not the this is the second oh, yeah. one now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it hadn't been like recently. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like this one was after she last met with Ham. Yeah, right? exactly. But we move over to the kitchen, and Sophia is trying to convince Roland to be her partner for Doctor Ursula's couples only seminar. I mean seminar. Uh, she tells Roland that she is genuinely interested in uh, how his dating life is going, but quickly realizes that she's actually not that interested after all. Mm-hmm. Roland reluctantly agrees to go with Sophia, and then Blanche comes down looking for Rose. A moment later, Rose and Taylor walk in laughing about chickens, as you do. Uh, by the way, I have a joke for you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Ski, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Well, clearly the... the, the Chicken feed was on the other side, and he was trying to go get some food. Well, uh, the answer to the joke is uh, to get to the moron's house. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who is it? The chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise, was, mother. That's says, your amateur house. there, and you're like, bock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Did you hear my response? Did you say, surprise, motherfucker? <laughs> I said mother effer. Oh, okay. But I said, I'm at your house. Oh. So, <laughs> you so, you crawl, so you're the chicken? Well, I'm saying you said idiot's house. Oh, okay. Here I am. Fair enough. I learned a new joke the other day, but it's not chicken related. You can still tell it if you like. Tell it. All right. Um, we crave your non-chicken jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know why you don't eat ghosts? Why you don't eat ghosts? Correct. As in, like the spirit, like floating around and bo- disembodied. You're done. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know why you don't eat ghosts? No, why? They taste like sheet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did kind of fuck it up from the beginning with me too. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, because as soon as I said why the chicken crossed the road, then he had to give his answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, he went to the nearest crosswalk and then after <laughs> depressing the button. <laughs> Clearly, he needed his food. <laughs> so clearly, his food dish was on the <laughs> Chickens, you see, do not have that many. <laughs> what do you call them? Motivations. Exactly. <laughs> food and protection would be the two. <laughs> clearly, crossing the road would not give him protection, so food would have been the only one. <laughs> that would have made sense. That's actually pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Sustenance is a motivator amongst all fowl. <laughs> but especially one with as little brain power as the chicken. <laughs> you say it a little more British, you could be like a narrator. Yeah. <laughs> the modern chicken brain pan is not. <laughs> Consulting YouTube will teach us <laughs> many more interesting facts about the chicken. <laughs> Is that the punchline? <laughs> Did I get it? <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. It's funny because he really is not like a nerd type. Like he, he has a lot of nerdy information in his head. <laughs> but he doesn't fit the bill as far as a nerd. Like, you know, he doesn't have the glasses with the tape on it or the, you know. Um, That's just because that darn tape won't stay on. <laughs> right. So you, you just go glassless because of it. <sighs> well, Rose plans to go to dinner with Taylor the next night, and Blanche gives her blessing again, but declares war after the two of them have left the room. That is a thing which, you know, I know we will address it a little later in the episode, of course, but it's crazy how many times they've gone to the well of a man gets in between mm-hmm. the Goldens. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. This might be the first time in the Golden Palace that a man's gotten between mm-hmm. them, but it's got to be like the seventh or eighth time in the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least it's, a, I think it's like, oh, this is our episode this season where a man gets in between yeah. the girls. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely, so is Dick Van Patten the first, like, man we've actually seen Blanche with this season? Well, no, because there was Boss, Barry Boswick was. Oh, yeah. But, but. She waited a few episodes to even mention, like, other men. Mm-hmm. And now they've mentioned a couple different ones. But, yeah. like, we never saw Ernie, did we? No, no, he never made an you appearance. Know. They probably had to cut Ernie out in yeah. order so they cut Oliver out, though. Yeah, and we, and, we, <laughs> and we never saw, like, the oven repairman. Or, no. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, she's alluded to having some relations, but yeah, we haven't seen any of mm-hmm. her very few anyway uh, for different suitors so far this year. Yeah. But um, well, they picked a decent one, Zick Van Patten. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We know Paul Dooley, but yeah. you know who, who is. is? <laughs> <laughs> Only good old Paul. Uh-huh. All right, we're uh, back to the lobby, and we find that the uh, toilet paper isn't stocked in one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Rose and Taylor are preparing to go to dinner, and Roland asks Rose if she forgot uh, the toilet paper. She says, it's a nice restaurant. I'm sure they'll have some. Mm-hmm. That was a great line. I thought it was great, too, that she's like, but I guess you can never be too prepared. <laughs> yeah, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, Roland explains the situation, and uh, Rose, uh, apparently the entire second floor, they've been getting complaints from that things are unstocked, I guess. Yeah, and she, just... she protested, like, I did that hours ago. Right. Um, but uh, he explains it to her, and she says that she stocked the second floor earlier, but we'll restock it, but it's going to cause them to lose their reservation. Mm-hmm. Now, Taylor, he's totally cool by it. No big deal. You know, we'll just mm-hmm. go to a different place. And mm-hmm. clearly he's smitten by her, but. Yeah. Let's take her to the Rusty Barnacle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but as soon they as. might we... run into uh, Dorothy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it's what, Sunday night? No, Sunday is football day, so there's more of them there that night. So mm-hmm. that's not one of. That, that'd that's be one Blanche's of Blanche's night. Yeah. I think Blanche is on uh, her. Dorothy's in Atlanta, anyyways. So yeah, she sure. got an alibi. Um. Well, as soon as Rose leaves, though, Blanche walks in and tells Taylor that uh, Rose didn't want the reservation to go to waste, so that they should go together. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts to protest, but they leave, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think she says, like, Rose insisted or something like she, that. Yeah, she almost, like, drags him out the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but they leave the hotel, and Rose walks back in and says uh, she never talked to Blanche. Mm-hmm. The plot thickens when Chewie walks in with a tray full of frozen toilet paper that Blanche had put in the freezer. Sophia grabs her roll as at her age, any thrill will do. Uh, much like the toilet paper, Rose's revenge will be a dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, pretty underhanded as far as Blanche goes, um, mm-hmm. but also well planned. Yeah. Um, the only thing though is if they'd been getting complaints throughout the day, it seems like that. Uh, yeah, that would have had to take a while to get all that done. Yeah. Well, it would have taken a while to get it done. It also would have taken a while for the plan to come to fruition. So it would have had to take some real masterful planning mm-hmm. of like, okay. If I do it at this point during the day, mm-hmm. um, then... And she would have had not been going in and out of the freezer. Well, at least as far as the getting caught part, sure. Yeah. But even aside from that, it's just the, the whole way that the timing worked out that Rose would be leaving mm-hmm. and get stopped by uh, stopped by Roland at that time. So I'll give Blanche credit for her impeccable timing um, <laughs> with the way her you know backstabbery went. Yeah, and I'll give her credit for sabotaging her own struggling business. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get a date with Nick Van Patten. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Oh. There's a lot of things that she does that uh, so far we've seen where I don't think that they're the best business people in the world. Mm-hmm. I'll at least say that much. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it be stealing from the company or breeding minks in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their business endeavors. This is this is the best of business endeavors worked out so far, mm-hmm. but they haven't proven to be the best uh, nope. the best entrepreneurs. No, yeah. nor the best teammates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I, I have a game to play. I think this might be a good chance to. You know, we'll do one more. We'll do one more scene before okay. we jump into the game. Um, in the kitchen again, and Roland is refusing to fill out a questionnaire required for the seminar. I mean, seminar. Chewie says that he's willing to do it, and Sophia asks if he would ever fantasize about someone else while making love to her. He responds strongly in the affirmative. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was like, yes, definitely, every time. Um, uh, She uh, then asks him what the uh, first thing he thinks of when he watches her sleep, to which he answers, God, I hope she wakes up. I thought that was great. I think that might be my favorite line of the episode. And they both, I think Roland and her both agree that it's a good answer. (laughs) And then the next question is if he would leave her for an older woman. And he mm-hmm. says, I don't think so. Unless, of course, there is one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is another solid one. Um, Sophia thanks Chewie for his help and then fires him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought it was weird because he says he's fired. And then, like, obviously that's like the joke part of yeah. it. But then Roland reaches over and takes his pie and starts eating it. Yeah. Like, you don't work here anymore. This pie belongs Later. to me. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But... Um, all right, so we're going to do a little game here, kind of okay. in the spirit of the episode. Okay. You're not going to make us play shirts versus skins again, are you? <laughs> It'll be pants versus legs. Okay. <laughs> I call dib on pants. Is this chicken or ghost-based? What's that? Is it chicken or ghost-based? Uh, it is neither, um, but we'll ah. see. we'll see how the answers go. 
So I've got a whiteboard here, okay? I'm going to hand it over. We'll go with uh, Brent first. Okay. All right. And so this is going to be, in, in the spirit of this episode, you know, we have relationships going on. We're going to do a, uh, a newly pod game. So it'll be kind of a, a newlywed type game. I'll give Brent a little paper. So I'm going to ask some questions. All right. So I'll ask Brent the questions. He'll write it down, Ski, and then you're going to... Write down what he thinks I'm going to say? Exactly. And then we're not going to... Since there's just the three of us, we don't need to have two whiteboards going where you write it down. He'll yeah. write his answer, and then you'll say it out loud, and we'll see which of you knows the other one better in this situation. Ooh, so, yeah. uh, Now, keep in mind, this is from a website that this is, uh, you know, kind of intended for newlyweds or for a newlywed-type game, but I did curate these, so there's nothing that uh, you definitely would not know. Okay. Um, like nothing about your whoopee positions and whatnot, mm. so, or that you would definitely not be willing to reveal anyway. So, all right. So Brent, when your husband cooks for you, would you say that you love it, like it, or hate it? So let me let me rephrase that. Okay. Brent, when ski cooks for you, would you say that you love it, like it, or hate it? Okay. Um, I think he's only made one thing for me. Yeah. Did you love, like, or hate it? But you can't say it out loud because you just need to write it down, and then we'll see if Ski's answer matches right. yours. Now, are we running through all of them first? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna. Well, now we'll, we'll do them as we go. So, okay. and there's 13 questions. Did you each get 13 questions? They are different for each of you. Okay. okay. All right. So, Ski, what do you think? Brent thinks that you, you basically you're trying to predict what he's gonna say here. So, what do you I'd think? I'd say like like. Okay. He may not, I don't think he loved it, but I wouldn't say he hated. It. Hey, the mama still has pizza. And I loved it. Oh. oh. <laughs> I like how you wrote the love there. That's right. <laughs> so you got that one wrong. Now, who, who wins, would you say? I would say that the, the writer wins. If, if, so if... So I'm trying to trick him? I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, no, yeah. So no, I guess, no, it would be the guesser then. So try to be honest, but you can also try to write what you think he would actually think you would say. Does that make sense? So you're trying to work together to get the most points possible. But one of you will be declared the winner after it's over. Okay. All right. Um, so finish this sentence. I wish Ski would pay as much attention to me as he does his blank. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to remember that term we used earlier. <laughs> I, I know the one that I would say. I'm going to write down what I think, uh, what I would say. But all right. He's doing a lot more right than I realize. <laughs> You know what, actually, now I'm going to uh, compete against both of you, and we'll see how it works out. So I, I'll write, So I'll take, the, I'll take the loss on that first one. Okay. Um, but all right, so, so Ski, um, finish this sentence, or how, how you think Brent would finish it. I wish Ski would pay as much attention to me as he does his blank. I was going to stuff mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, mentees at work. Hi, management. Hi, Margaret. <laughs> oh, hi, Margaret. <laughs> She's the cutie in mid-50s. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said his mushrooms. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so so that would be an extra Brent and a check for me on that one. All right. <clears throat> so, Brent, will Ski say that you spend more money or that he spends more? Um. So will he well, just say, like anything in general? Or? Yeah, just in general. Would you say that Brent spends more money or that you do? All right, Ski, what's your answer? Would you say? I would say Brent does because I buy so little. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, we both got that right. We both thought you'd say Brent there. Mm-hmm. You're on the board, Brent. All right, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would Ski say you would go? So, Brent, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would Ski say you would go? All right, Ski, where would you say that Brent would go if he could travel anywhere in the world? Oh, I'm trying to think if there's places that he's definitely loved before. Or if I can't think of him saying specifically a place that he wants to go. I don't think Graceland, though. Yeah. What did you say? San, that's what I said uh, was San Francisco. So I guess, though, that's hard because I, I, I don't know who I'm trying to match here. But because <laughs> sometimes I'm matching you and sometimes I'm matching him, so I guess it doesn't really matter. You're a winner every time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three out of four, um, and I sat out the first one. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Brent, who will Ski say is his celebrity crush? You don't think he'll get who your celebrity crush is? Um, I mean, I've got several, but 
But yeah, I had to pick one. Okay. All right, Ski. Who would you say is your celebrity crush? Um. So you probably know her as Lily from the AT and T commercial, but her actual name is like Melania Van Van Trube or something. Yeah, Melania Van Trube or Mel- yeah. yeah. Okay. I think she's she's super sexy. That would have been a tough one to guess. Um. Mm-hmm. Who did you guess, Brent? <laughs> Danica McKellum Circa, <laughs> Circa 1993 Well done Well played <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't think so I just went with You Scarlett. know back in 93 maybe that was true <laughs> Well he means today <laughs> exactly. Just to be clear Exactly That's right. Like Ski we're giving you the time machine You're going to kill Hitler He's like well I got to stop to make first <laughs> I'm going to kill something. Oh, no. Oh, no. There will be blood. Oh, gosh. It's getting far worse. All right. So, so Brent, what is the one thing that Ski does that drives you crazy? Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to draw a position on there? <laughs> exactly. right, so Ski, what is your answer? What is the one thing that you um, do that... Oh, do you no, need them all? I, I still haven't written anything. Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Hold that thought. Um, Again, a lot more writing than I expected. <laughs> Luckily, I have the power of editing. <laughs> so. Well, it's probably okay. just like... One thing that I do is a lot of things that I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cover all the bases. All the above. Yeah. All so right. I could say, you know, I ruin perfectly good ghost jokes. <laughs> but I'm going to say my tardiness. Okay. That's uh, what I put. I said being late. So what did uh, you put down, Brent? I put, uh, that time he deviated from the multiple choice options. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's more or less what he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There were four options, and you wrote in your own fifth option. And I was like, how are we going to score this thing if he's just going to be like, nope, the answer is magnesium. <laughs> but no, tardiness is the one I should have went with. Yeah. If uh, if Skeet could have any superpower or be any superhero, what, who would it be? So you can pick a specific power. Let's just go with one. What power would he have if you could pick okay. any power? It's probably going to be some... Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ski. So, what would be the superpower you could pick if you could pick one superpower? I've thought about this before. I think probably a lot of us have this. I mean, there's so many superhero movies. Sure. Uh, read people's thoughts. Oh, okay. Like on com- command. Like, I wouldn't want to be like always inundated with it, but like, if I could read, like, you could almost take over the world oh, pretty sure. easily. Yeah. If you could, like, know what people are saying or who's telling the truth when. Fair enough. What what did you put down, Brent? Duality. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying he would steal your superpower? <laughs> well, I said flight because I just went with Mine the Because so. <laughs> you know what he does when he flies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does he do when he flies? He fornicates. Ah. Oh, that and only happened the once. And no one would have called it super. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what's the one word that Ski uses uh, that you wish he wouldn't? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Ski. What's the one word that you think Brent wrote down? Um, man, it seems like a long freaking word. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go moist. <laughs> <laughs> moist is what I said. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> moist, or did you... Or maybe touched, or uh, maybe cookie puss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you Go credit. Team. Giving That's... you credit on that one. You got moist. So Brent's got two two right so far. I am up to five. Um, although one of them I may have been giving myself the credit for <laughs> matching Brent's answer, not Ski's. <laughs> so, all right, so how would Ski complete this sentence? Brent is a natural-born blank. All right, Ski, what do you think that he wrote? Brent is a natural-born what? So am I trying to guess what he's going to say, kind of, or I'm just giving my own answer? Well, I mean, right? you're supposed to get, yeah, I mean, I guess it's your own answer, but you're kind of trying to predict what he might say, too. So if I'm trying to predict what he says, I might go with reader or polymath, but uh, I think comic. Comic, okay. I think he's a natural, because he's got a great sense of humor. Hmm. 
All right. What did what did you write there, Brent? Lover man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have any real uh, point of reference, so. Well, he said, has had three wives, so I mean, there's that. That would kind of fly in the face of it. <laughs> <laughs> Although he didn't manage to convince three to marry him, so I guess mm-hmm. if I take that back. Maybe not. But I said that. Uh, Brent is a natural-born punctuality man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fill in the blank. Brent is the world's best blank. That one's kind of redundant from the last one, but it's all right. All right, Ski, what'd you say? Brent is the world's best what? I would say music trivia-like guru. <laughs> I said you'd say lover. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I undersold. <laughs> All right. So now... That encompasses both your answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Another fill in the blank. Brent is the world's worst what? All right. So, Ski, what is Brent the world's worst? Larry Bird critic. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you write, Brent? Crumb Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> I said person. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Getting mixed messages here. <laughs> All right, we got two left for uh, for Brent's round here. So, if Brent could have a, or excuse me, if Ski could have a different job, what would it be? So, wait a second. Did I say a Brent? You changed it to Ski. Okay, good. Yeah. So, if Ski could have a different job, what would it be? So, Ski, if you could have a different job, what would it be? A graphic artist or, or videographer. Oh, okay. What did you put down? I put down janitor also. <laughs> <laughs> I could have, could have swore you'd mentioned <laughs> on eight, nine different occasions how you wanted to be the janitor. I love how you guys remember that one aspect of the job. All right. So there's a different aspect of the job where it's oh, graphic designer? No. Okay. <laughs> Not so much. But the main part of the job was actually working on equipment versus like scrubbing toilets. Yeah. I was saying I was... That's what you think going into it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, janitor. If you see any graffiti in the bathroom, make sure you clean it up. I love the idea. I mean, I... I genuinely, like, I wouldn't actually be happy about this, but uh-huh. the thought of it makes me laugh. I was like, hey, plant manager, I have this great idea for how we can improve the efficiency on this machine. He's like, that's fine, but someone just blew up that toilet. <laughs> 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 so if you go take care of that, then maybe we can talk about your great ideas, all right? <laughs> yeah. Here's a little secret. It was me. <laughs> That's the manager talking, not me. He's closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so final question, Brent. Uh, it's uh, your night to pick the movie. Will you pick something action-packed, LOL funny, or tissue-worthy? So you're picking what you think Brent would choose. Yeah. So I'm putting down what I what would actually get. What are the three options? Action-packed. Uh, we'll just say action, comedy, or drama. But it says action-packed, LOL funny, or tissue-worthy. So... That does make a slight difference to me, but I feel like drama and tissue worthy would be a little different. I was like comedy. Okay. I'm going with that. Oh, I said action. So <laughs> so that you guys got that one correct. So three questions right. So now now we switch places here. So Ski, you take over the board. And now you're gonna answer these questions uh, from the other perspective. So you think you can beat Brent score of three? I have no idea. There's 13 questions, right? Yep, that's right. So. I think I'll get four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what did you get? Uh, let's see. I Well, I'm not really sure. I gave myself five check marks, but I think one of those at least, I didn't match you. I think I matched mm-hmm. Brent, so I think I really got four that I actually matched your mm-hmm. answer. But if you get like six this time, you're going to go with the six as your score? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just say I know Ski a little better, or at least I, I match Ski's answer mm. better than you did. Now gotcha. this would be if I match your answers better gotcha. than he does. All right, so if uh, if you told Brent that tomorrow you would do any one item from his honeydew list, what would he choose? For me to do? Yeah, so any item for you to do from his list. All right, Brent, what's the one item you would tell Ski to do? Write my recap. Okay. (laughs) 
next week. Oh, wow, very nice. So you guys matched it. I said be on time. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that'd be Brent being passive aggressive. Well, that's, yeah. that's generally the only reason I'm late is because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to finish something, so I've got to do my recap. <laughs> this one should be easy for all of us, but uh, is Brent always late, always early, or right on time? That's a little tougher, actually, now that I say it out loud. The always part. Mm-hmm. All right, so Brent, would you say that you are always late, always early, or right on time? I think typically on time. What would you say? They're right on time. We both got that one correct. He's two for two. Yep. Looks like he pays better attention to you than you do to him. <laughs> my life, my life's an Not open yet. book. <laughs> he still has one over on me. Well, that's true, and you only I got eleven. Go Zero for, uh, what, 11? <laughs> uh, some of them get more ch- challenging, for sure. All right, so what's the name of Brent's favorite store? That one's a tough one. I'll accept either Cirilla's or Priscilla's. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what my favorite store is. I have to think of something. All right, so uh, Brent, what's what's the answer that you've come up with? Sam's Club. What did you say, Ski? Oh, I thought it was going to be a record store. Oh, mm-hmm. I said Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I thought it was going to be, I couldn't remember it because he's talked about going to a few mm-hmm. cool record stores and yeah. I couldn't remember the actual name of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that would probably what's, be a good What's the record store you went to, like? Most recently? Yeah. Um, or is there a favorite one that you like to go to? Like here? I feel like there's one that's out of town that you go to a few times that you mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um. There goes Skeleton Dust in Dayton. Um, there's that's a cool name. Yeah, Harrigan Records in Gainesville. I always go there. Um, there was Planet Records in St. Louis. Um, Landlocked down in Bloomington. A good one. What's it called? Landlocked. I think you've talked about that one. That's probably what I was thinking mm-hmm. of. All right, well, what uh, ski? What household chore do you do better than Brent? All right, Brent. What what household chore do you think that Ski does better than you? We're on a pretty tight ship, um, but I will say that Ski is better than I am when it comes to cleaning the oven. Okay, why'd you go with Ski? Mow the lawn. That's in in quotes. Literally the exact same thing that I said. Did you put yours in quotes? I, I mean, I, I was going to say it in quotes, but yeah, the mow the lawn is what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't get the joke. Uh, it, mow the lawn is, an, is a euphemism for uh, pleasuring a lady orally. Ah. Uh, so. Oh, I was thinking it was like uh, shaving your pubes. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking of it in a different way, but either way you go. I'm Initially, still... I meant the grass, the actual grass, but oh, okay. I kind of thought, ha ha. I'm definitely giving myself credit though. <laughs> so, two to two now. All right. So now this one I know, but uh, so. What was Brent wearing on your first date? On our first date? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to think what that even was. I know what it was. I don't remember what I was wearing. I do. But. Can I at least ask, like, was it like a movie night we all went to? I can't believe that you don't remember the first time you met Brent. It was at a fairly memorable occasion. Like we've known each other a long time now. Yeah, uh, do you remember the first time you met Ski, don't you? I do, I do. Okay. Well. I also remember the first time I got finger blasted. He <laughs> 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 was just trying to cheer you up. You've just gone through a dramatic event. <laughs> um, I'll say, hold on. Okay. I'm excited to learn what I was wearing. Okay. Was it plaid? Was. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, go ahead. All right, well, so I, it was a, I mean, it was, it was like, it's not so much anymore, but it was Brent's old uniform, which was like a t-shirt underneath with mm-hmm. a long sleeve shirt on top, like a plaid shirt on top, mm-hmm. like a long sleeve plaid shirt over mm-hmm. a t-shirt. Do you remember what the t-shirt was? I don't remember. What was the event? Uh, Evening with Kevin Smith. Is that the first time I met him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'd say a Grateful Dead too. Mm-hmm. It could have been a Grateful Dead, too. It's possible. But neither of us actually matched the answer that was given, so no one gets credit. All right, so uh, there is a small possibility that there was something before that. Did we go to a movie before that together? You and I did. Okay. And we went to Denny's. That's right, but Ski was not involved in that. Okay. All right, so if, uh, if Brent could spend a day in the life of someone else, 
who would it be? All right, Brent, who is a... Whose life would you spend a day in? I'd go with yours. With mine? I think you have a charmed existence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Ski? I don't think I spelled it right, but... Paul, Paul Dooley? Dooley? He's Paul dead. <laughs> <laughs> I said it'd be Natalie Portman's husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we were both wrong. Soon to be X, right? I, I don't know. I guess I hadn't heard, but uh, I don't pay too much attention to that, but... Yeah. I'm not as big of a fan of hers as you are. I mean, I enjoy her as an actor, but I'm not as attracted to her as you have indicated. I'm with you on that one. She's hot. Mm -hmm. Like hot now or hot like in the professional? (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. I just want to to clarify what you're talking about. Hot now. Hot since freaking the first Star Wars. How's that? (laughs) That was good. (laughs) All right. <laughs> All right. Well, bring, finish this sentence. Every time Brent goes shopping, he brings home another blank. All right. So, Brent, every time you go shopping, you bring home another blank. Condiment. Condiment? Okay. <laughs> what? Did, did you write condiment? <laughs> Book or jar of turmeric? <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> I set a record. I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> the extra part was a joke, but it <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, I got you up to three, so now you've tied them. Um, so you got seven more to, or six more to go. Sorry, but uh, mm-hmm. all right. Well, what will Brent say is his favorite time of year? All right, Brent, what's your favorite time of year? I like fall. I said fall mm. also. Mm. Autumn, it's spring. I went opposite. Oh, okay, because mm. you like to run, maybe. Mm. It's yeah. just uh, getting nice again out. You can go yeah. start running. No, I like this. It's cuddle weather. Mm-hmm. If you were a better husband, you'd know that. <laughs> <laughs> if right. only. If Brent could hire a private performance, which band or music star mm-hmm. would it be? All right, Brent. Who would be the band or performer that you would hire? I'd probably go with Elvis Costello. That's what I said. Nice. Well, I mean, you can't hire Elvis Presley unless it's his <laughs> corp, but... Well. <laughs> I'm clearly not playing exactly because I, I said Paul Dooley over here. So now, now Ski has surpassed you, so now it becomes a, a contest really between me and him to see who uh-huh. knows you better. So we, we're each at four so far. All right, so if uh, if Brent could send you to a body repair shop, what on you would he have fixed? <laughs> All right, so Brent, what would you have fixed on Ski if you could send him to the body repair shop? His wrist. Oh, okay. <laughs> my wrist? Oh, because yeah. of my like, messed up hand? or I, I just assumed there was some reason you couldn't wear a watch. <laughs> I knew that was going to go There is a reason I can't wear a watch. <laughs> but it's sort of the same. What did you say? Your busted face internal clock? Okay. I'll give you some credit on that. I said it'd be your pill and snoop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this one is a tough one. Let's say you got to pick in at least increments of ten. Um, what percentage of the housework would you say Brent would Brent say you do? So, what percentage of your housework would you say Brent says you do? Yeah, on increments of ten. Yeah, we'll go with increments of ten, just to keep from being a one one to one hundred type answer. At least that gives it ten possibilities. All right, Brent, what would you say? I'd say it does eighty percent. Because eighty percent. I was shooting higher. Oh, 90. I said ninety. Mm-hmm. I said that Brent would be I, nice to Nicole and say he did fifty percent. I almost went with ninety, but then I was like, no, he says eighty does some stuff around there, so <laughs> <laughs> don't want to cut the boy short. Nicole definitely does help, and and <laughs> Alexis and I do help sometimes, but mm-hmm. not as frequently or as consistently as they should. Mm-hmm. Not doing their fair share. Exactly. All right, so if uh, Brent could be married to a movie star, who would they choose? Or who would he choose? You're saying his pronouns are they now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to misgender him, but or misgender them. <laughs> All right, so who, who do you say, Brent? I'd go with Natalie Portman. All right, I got that one. Queen Amidala. Okay, well, now, now Ski has an insurmountable lead, but I could still mm-hmm. potentially catch him on this last one, although I'm sure we'll both get the same answer. Um who would Brent say is the better driver between the two of you? Between me and him? Yes. I wonder if he's ever ridden with you. 
So who would you say, you or Ski, who's the better driver? Me. I know what you say. Yep. There you go. So it looks like the between the two of you, Ski is the better mate to you. He, <laughs> he's learned you better than you learn him. Although in some cases, I think it's that Ski just doesn't know himself, like his love of janitorial duty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he pointed out. So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of an enjoyable little game. That yeah. was fun. Good. Hopefully it didn't drag on too long. Maybe I should have had that more of like a six or seven question thing instead mm-hmm. of as many as it went. But yeah. Anyways, I thought it was better than at least whatever the last game I did was. All right, well, back into the recap. Um, hey, hey, remember the time that uh, we had our like friends Christmas or something, mm-hmm. and I did like the uh, like similar oh, thing. Yeah, <laughs> and freaking uh, Eli like kneecapped Ella. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like flying kicked her, didn't he? Yeah, Eli's. James's son, Eli, mm-hmm. who has a bit of an anger, or at least he did, I don't know if he still does, but definitely had an anger issue, mm-hmm. um, was mad because uh, his sister wrote down an answer that he disagreed with, mm-hmm. or that, different than what he said, and yeah. he got so mad that he kicked her in the kneecap, you know, mm-hmm. trying to buckle her leg backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, so he, the, the, the whole scenario behind it is like, I brought this game for the adults to play, mm-hmm. and I thought the kids would love watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids loved it so much, mm-hmm. uh, after the adults did like one round or something, and mm-hmm. the, the kids wanted to take over, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so we let the siblings go back to back, mm-hmm. and they both had their little whiteboard that mm-hmm. they wrote on. Eli got so mad about a factual thing. Mm-hmm. The answer, the question was, what color socks is your sister wearing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, we'll just say pink. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But it, they were whatever color it was, mm-hmm. and he wrote something different because they're back mm-hmm. to back. They can't see. Yeah. And he got so mad that mm-hmm. she didn't pick his wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think he like, stormed away and then came back, flying kicked that <laughs> like, like minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, there was no injury. You know, yeah. kids are more kids are more pliable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. uh. We're over in the dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanche is uh, Blanche comes tearing through because she got a page. Oh that, yeah, the, the show. I yeah, <laughs> she got page that there was a fire in the kitchen. Rose says that it's okay because she was able to put it out with all the toilet paper that was in the freezer. <laughs> After a couple of bars between the two of them, Taylor walks in and the two begin to compete over his affections. He settles this uh, dinner dispute by suggesting that the three of them eat together at the hotel the next night. Just thought like, oh, that's mighty generous of you that. Well, we'll eat in the place that you <laughs> live you and work. work. <laughs> yeah. We'll just take off your top end. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. after Blanche has been eating all those meatball subs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he heads to bed and gives Rose a kiss on the cheek and Blanche a playful punch to the chin and a pat on the back. <laughs> which, you know, I again, he gave her a little nose tweak or something. I gave, maybe he did too, but I thought he gave her a little like, like you know, hey there, kiddo maybe. kind of yeah. a thing. I don't know. but Possibly. I don't recall exactly. So it's uh, finally time for the seminar, I mean seminar, as uh, Harold and... bound to determine to make that four. a thing. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep making four that Four times, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Is that a trivia question? No. <laughs> uh, not this time anyway, but... Uh, so it's finally time for the seminar, and Harold and Maude walk into the lobby. <laughs> as everyone looks up the stairs, Sophia says... I love that movie. <laughs> Sophia says, what, you've never seen a May-December Afro-American-Italian relationship oh. before? Mm-hmm. At that point, the good doctor walks in and introduces herself. She's asked for a couple of volunteers, and Sophia raised her hand. Sophia and Roland then join Ursula in the love circle, where Sophia says she wants to, um, that she wants sex. The doctor tries to get the two to say, Hello, lover, to each other, but <laughs> Roland refuses. Uh, we find out that Sophia wanted Roland to come to the session because she is worried about him and his love life and wants to help him with his uh, relationships. Ultimately, they address Roland's fear of intimacy, and the two say, I love you to each other, and hug, and then go dancing. Big success. Big success. <laughs> what did you guys think of all the build-up to that seminar and the payoff that it ultimately had? It was, what, like maybe two and a half, three minutes? Maybe, so. yeah, <laughs> if even. So. Yeah. He should have just got with Oliver's mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a father figure. Mm-hmm, so. Exactly. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a good way to get him back in that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you have something more? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it's time for dinner and a show, and we are in the dining room again with Blanche, Rose, and Taylor. Uh, after a story about pigs in a blanket, which we didn't get to hear, 
Uh, Blanche takes a shot at Rose's weight and tells Taylor um, that she has a special dessert for him in her room. Rose comes back to that saying, are you sure there's any left? You've been giving out a lot of free samples lately. So that was a pretty solid, pretty solid mm-hmm. hit. Um, after going to the little boy's room, Taylor walks back in and Blanche asks him uh, who he would rather be stranded on a desert island with. He chooses Rose, and after several failed attempts to coerce a different answer, Blanche throws down her napkin and storms out. Rose chases her to the kitchen and tries to convince her that she can't base her self-worth on a man, um, on whether a man is attracted to her or not. Eventually, Rose makes Blanche see that their friendship is more important than Taylor's attention. Blanche says she will never let another man come between them, which is probably true since the series got <laughs> to an say, end. So. Yeah. Only because it's coming to an abrupt <laughs> yeah. end. Um, and then uh, Rose challenges her to sit at the table while she goes back to the dining room with Taylor. Uh, Rose goes through the damn door, and Blanche sees that selfless uh, friendship feels like appendicitis. Mm. So I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime I've done something nice for a friend that didn't involve a uh, benefit to me, I felt terrible about it. <laughs> <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> right. Um, we have an ending credit scene as uh, as they roll. Um, we see Blanche with Taylor, or excuse me, we see Rose and Taylor as Blanche watches through the kitchen window. She gives one last reminder saying, look, it's a desert island. Um, and that closes out the show. Hmm. So I thought that was a you know funny little ending to it. Yes, indeed. Decent uh, post-credit. Only two, uh, even though there's a lot of people in that, only two credited guest actors in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Pamela Dunlap. She played Dr. Ursula. 109 titles for her. Um, her only golden appearance. She was on, uh, had appearances in Three's Company, Happy Days, Cagney and Lacey, Charmed, Frasier, Law and Order, Law and Order mm-hmm. SVU, Law and Order Criminal Intent, Bones, Mad Men, Girls, and many others. But those were mm-hmm. the ones that stood those out to me. Those are pretty highlight. Yeah, those yeah. Mm-hmm. pretty good shows. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Dick Van Patten. Um, he played Taylor. 292 titles, or excuse me, 290 titles for him, mostly as an actor. Mm-hmm. This is his only golden. He's had plenty of uh, appearances on shows that we enjoy, Boy Meets World, Arrested Development, A Dream of Genie. That Girl, Sanford and Son, Westworld, the original one. Mm-hmm. He was in 17 episodes of the new Dick Van Dyke show. Maud, Wonder Woman, six episodes of The Love Boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably the thing he was most known for as uh, King Roland in Spaceballs, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's also the uh, mayor in one of Ski's favorite, the Hoboken Chicken Emergency. Mm-hmm. And then um, You don't want to go anywhere but the Hoboken one. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I didn't think how many was... streets are in Hoboken, and how many chickens cross that street? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what they're going for yes. uh, shelter or food, you know? The two motivators of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so I have heard. Exactly. Um, but the, uh, I did think it was interesting, too. His very last uh, screen appearance was, well, at least acting appearance, was in Hot in Cleveland. Mm. So he got one last uh, re- reunited with Betty White there at the end of oh, his cool. career. All right, well, that's all he I have. He finally got his wish, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't see the episode of Hot in Cleveland, so. But tune in next season. When we... <laughs> right. <laughs> so are we going to morph this into a Betty White podcast after this and just go through her entire career? Do you guys have a favorite line? Oh, I mean, I think that uh, I said it earlier in the episode, but I can't recall what it is now. That's Mine good. was the the line where she said, "If I, if you... Prick me, don't I bleed? Eventually. Yeah, eventually, yeah. 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 I like the Mary Magdalene early packs a few. Yeah, Yeah, that was really solid. You have an MVP? Yeah, I gave it to uh, Rose. I thought she did well throughout the whole episode. Same. And she wasn't, you know, like, there was nothing she was doing that was wrong. Like, she even sought Blanche's approval on going out with the guy. Um, So I felt like she... Yeah, she, she asked she, permission she, instead of She was a good friend, mm-hmm. yeah. And she kind of helped her get over it at the end, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and she forgave her yep. for being an asshole. So, yeah, yep. Rose her, all the way. And she had her sex cells baby uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, that was solid. Yeah. Great, and you great. picked Rose also? I, put, I picked Taylor. I oh, Taylor. I thought he, had, I, he, had, he didn't have a lot of screen time, but I thought he had a pretty good role. Yeah. He had the Dick Van Patten gravitas. <laughs> Indeed he did. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was good that he picked Rose. Kind of put Blanche back in her place. Yeah. Don't underestimate the big Dick Van Patten energy. <laughs> Brent was tracking with me. I was just about to say something along those lines. <laughs> I think I was going to say he had the BDVPE. <laughs> Brent beat me to it, so well done. There's a thing on The Simpsons the other day. They were talking about um, Pete Davison and somebody, some rapper or whatever had um, done a diss track on him. 
And Homer's like, yeah, he has big disenergy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. That was great. So, yeah, how many slices, Ski? I gave it three. Oh, wow. Oh. I, I thought it was an all right show, but uh, I wouldn't really... Uh, overall, I didn't like the, the premise. Yeah. I, again, I thought it was too reminiscent of the, the ham type yeah. thing. Going back to the well where being divided by a, a yeah. man. See, I gave it a six and a half just because I really thought... I, I believe Blanche at the end when she said it would never happen again. Mm. You know, it's one of those things that she genuinely seemed like, oh, wow, I do do this. Like, she had a breakthrough. Kind of, yeah, I guess I could take that. I'll yeah. do it. Can I change one to four then? Sure. Okay. I'll bump it up. Okay. I mean, it was my favorite, I think my favorite episode of the season so oh, far. Really? I gave it a seven. I thought oh. it was, I didn't think it was perfect, but I thought it was pretty good. The, the only mm-hmm. thing I would say is that at issue with is kind of, as you said, too, of it revisiting the same you know, Which, I mean, devices. a lot of the show is, is tropes they've already built on already. So. Yeah, I mean, you figure this is the eighth season of this group of people being together, you know, primarily. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. some definitely some new ground they were being able to uh, till with the hotel aspects of things. Mm-hmm. Some different yeah. cast members and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but ultimately some of those kind of storylines are going to come back around. Yeah. So. But, well, solid episode overall. I really enjoyed it. Cool. All right. Anything else you guys want to add or talk about this week? Oh, I mean, I just wanted to say to life, to love, to us. Oh, I was going to talk about a lot about living and a little about love. Go, oh. go, go. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Happy said a lot about living and a little about love. Coco. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.